0: Grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We are in our third Sunday of looking at and examining some of the promises of God found in his word that serve as our firm foundation, solid ground on which to stand when the storms of life come. Today, we'll see that it's God's foundation that stands forever. I know I I always run a little bit of a risk when I take you into my personal passion of baseball, but bear with me this morning just a little bit. I think many of you will know the answers to these questions. Anybody know who the man on the screen is? Go ahead, you can shout it out. Cal Ripken! Cal Ripken, Jr., if we're going to be really, you know, accurate. Cal Ripken, Jr., played for the Baltimore Orioles in the 80s and 90s, and then there's a number up on the screen in a couple different places, 2,131. What? Anybody know the significance of that number? Consecutive games played. Can I put that in perspective for you just a little bit? He played 2,131, and actually that was to break the record. He actually played another 501 games after that, finished with 2,632 consecutive games played. That means for 16 seasons, He did not miss a single game. Now I know that some of you have tough jobs and maybe you sometimes even have to work on weekends. Or I think about our students who go to school all week and then Saturday and Sunday seem to be filled with homework. Maybe you feel like you haven't had a day off in 16 years. But just imagine that. 16 years without ever taking a day off. The day that he broke the record, held by Lou Gehrig, you may have heard that name. He was the original Iron Man. In 1995, his teammates gave him the rock, the piece of granite that is on the right side of the screen. It weighs exactly 2,131 pounds. And it was for a long time in Cal Ripken's front yard. Why did they give him something like that? Well, it was their way of saying to him, Cal Ripken, you are a rock. You're the one we can count on. You're Mr. Reliable. You're the person who's always penciled into the lineup every single day. You're the heart and soul of our team. It's pretty amazing for someone to play that many consecutive games, to be a part of a team for that long. Just to put it in perspective, today in the Major League game of Major League Baseball, the current holder of the longest streak is 221 games. That person would have to play another 14 full seasons in order to match what Cal Ripken Jr. did. And yet still, as much as he was a rock, as much as he was a player that was in the lineup every day, guess what? Cal Ripken doesn't play anymore. He's retired. And no longer do the Baltimore Orioles count on Cal Ripken to be in the lineup. His strength is no longer the strength of that team Maybe that puts into perspective a little bit for us God's promise about his foundation, his word that stands forever. It's a never-failing source of strength and comfort for us. It's something we can count on because God is faithful, not just for 13 years or 16 years or part of our lives, but every day forever. That's what Jesus is highlighting in his words in Matthew chapter 7. As we take a closer look at those words, let's explore this truth that it's the foundation that that Jesus gives. It's God's foundation that stands. And as we think about the foundation that God gives, first of all, it allows us to build wisely. And then secondly, it helps us survive the storms of life. I'd like you to listen. No, we read it once before, but listen to the short story that Jesus tells again. And, and this time, just pay particular attention to the two ways that Jesus sets up that people might build and the results of what happens when the storms come. Here's how Jesus told it. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You might know just by the chapter and verses that we are looking at today that this is part of a larger talk that Jesus had, often referred to as Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. That sermon spans three chapters, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. And in the teachings of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, he does quite a bit to flip upside down the conventional wisdom, the way people thought in his day. Many times, several times throughout the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus Begins a statement or begins a section like this You have heard it said, but I say to you, Jesus tells us things like, Love your enemies, turn the other cheek. And as Jesus gives these instructions, the people were amazed at his teaching. And so, as he winds down, finishes up the Sermon on the Mount, these words are the conclusion to that Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says, Not only hear my words, but put them into practice. To drive home his point of what he's speaking about, what it means to hear Jesus' words and put them into practice, he talks about building. When you build something, Jesus said, you can do it in two different ways. Kind of have to go back a little bit to Jesus' day and remember that, in general, people who lived in Jesus' day would have had dirt floors. They would have built buildings right on top of those dirt floors and you had one of two choices. You could simply put your building, your house, right on top of the dirt or you could take the time to dig out to a foundation, the rock, and then build your house based on that foundation. Those two methods that Jesus gives highlight so clearly that only one of the two foundations really makes a difference in the end. And I know that most of us, all of us, don't have dirt floors today. But it's still not hard to understand Jesus' illustration, is it? Maybe all of you have spent some time at a beach from time to time. And so, just a question. How many of you have ever built a sand castle of some sort? Raise your hand if you've built the sand. Lots of sand castles in here. Great. And how many of those sandcastles are still standing today? None? Of course not. We know what happens to sandcastles, right? The rain comes, the wind blows them down. Maybe they don't even make it to the end of the day, depending on how close to the tide you are when you build them. Right? They're not built to last. Or maybe you've been at the beach and you've stuck your foot into the sand as the surf comes up and sort of felt as the surf, the rising and and falling of the tide erodes the sand around your foot, you get a pretty good idea that building a house on sand might not be the best way to go. And that's Jesus' point as he tells this parable. There are two foundations but only one really makes sense. Only one can make a difference. You see, in Jesus' day, people could build the same house on the same On two different surfaces, whether it was sand or rock, and that house would look the same. And and during the non rainy season, during the dry season, they would be equally functional until the storms came, until the waters rose, until the winds blew and beat against the house. And then only one of those two houses could stand. That's when you could tell that the houses were different, when the storms of life came. And I got ahead of myself just a little bit there. Because isn't that what Jesus is saying? He's not concerned about how you build your house. Not that it's not a good idea to have a good foundation, but Jesus is comparing a foundation to our lives, to life. Our lives need to be built on the proper foundation. Jesus goes so far as to say, really, if you look at these two choices, one is a wise choice and the other one is foolish. When the Bible uses the word foolish, it's always talking about people who should know better but don't act on what they know. And so wise building, wise builders say a foundation is of utmost importance. A life, a house, that's built on a rock-solid foundation, can stand when the storms of life come. It's an immovable force and shelter. I guess it's a good time to ask this question. What's Jesus talking about? What is this foundation that he wants us to build on? What is Jesus looking for as he winds down his Sermon on the Mount to send the people away with? Whoever hears These words of mine, Jesus starts. It's his word. It's God's word that provides that foundation. It's Jesus himself who is called the word who was made flesh, who is the foundation for our faith and our life. It's faith in Jesus. It's trust in those promises of God that lays that firm foundation at our feet so that no matter what comes in this life, we're prepared because God's strength is with us. The salvation that Jesus gives is the center. It's the center of that foundation. And at the center of our salvation is Jesus himself. Yes, the word was made flesh. He was made flesh to live in our place. Jesus always loved. He always trusted. And then he passed that perfection on to you and to me. Jesus, in his flesh, went to the cross. And on that cross made the payment for not his sins but your sins and mine and the sins of the whole world and then Jesus went one step further his body was placed in a rock in a tomb but Jesus left that rock empty and that resurrection serves as the bedrock of everything that we believe because Jesus lives We know our sins are forgiven and we will live too. And maybe at this point we can say to ourselves, well, we're wise builders, that's that's good, right? And maybe we feel a little bit like patting ourselves on the back and saying, at least we're not building foolishly. But we know, don't we? Where the strength comes from, where faith comes from. If we were left to our own devices, there's no way that we could come up with that foundation for our lives. There's no way we would look to Jesus. We would look to ourselves. We would look to some other solution. We'd take the easy way out. But it's God who has given us not just the gift of forgiveness, but the gift of faith to believe it. To hold on to the promises that Jesus has made to continue in that word to know that that's the unshakable and immovable foundation for our lives. Whatever we face, whatever ups and downs, whatever highs and lows, whatever joys and sorrows come in this life, there is one constant. That's the foundation of Jesus and his word. And the power of our Savior is greater than anything this world can do to us. The Apostle Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians said it so clearly in these few words, No one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. When we're built on the rock, built on Jesus himself, that's when the storms of life don't derail us, don't make us come crashing to the ground. We not only survive the storms of life, but Jesus lets us thrive. Through his strength in those storms. A couple of takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, we have a firm foundation when we are built on Jesus through his word. That wisdom comes from God. We read it before. The Apostle Paul said, How from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Number two, we have a firm foundation to withstand the storms of life. The Lord is my strength and my salvation, Psalm 62 says. Because of him, I will never be shaken. Number three, we have a firm foundation because our Savior preserves us for life and for eternity. Later in his letter to Timothy, that second letter, the Apostle Paul wrote this, that God's strength would continue with us and that God would rescue us from every evil attack and bring us safely into his heavenly kingdom. All right, one last question for you this morning. How many of you have ever visited New York City? Raise your hand if you visited New York City. Quite a few New York cities. Was your first visit to New York City a lot like mine? Did you just find yourself like staring up in the sky for a little while because the buildings are so tall? Like you never experienced anything like that until you go to New York City. And so as I was thinking about building on the rock today, I remembered something that I had a chance to see the last time I was in New York. I got to go to the Freedom Tower. If you don't know which one the Freedom Tower is, it's that one right there. 1,776 feet tall, built in the footprint of the World Trade Center Twin Towers that were there before. And when you take a tour of that building, they take you down into the very base of that tower. And the elevator that you take up to the observation deck is clear glass. And in that elevator, you can see the bedrock that that skyscraper is built on you see somebody once said that manhattan is a 13 mile boulder because it's made up of what they call manhattan schist which is a solid granite all kinds of other things in there too that make it possible to build these tall buildings and that's jesus he is the rock solid foundation he's the one that can never be shaken He's the one that strengthens us through whatever storm we face. And when we're built on that foundation, we know that our Savior is guiding us to a place that's free from storms of life. Our joy with him forever in heaven. King David said it this way, O Lord, you are my rock and my redeemer. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus Amen.